Uh, before I start, um, I want to ask all of you uh, to pray for uh, Pastor Jason and Teresa. As, as you know, uh, Teresa is uh, expecting to give birth uh, around Christmas time. Uh, but um, uh, recently, uh, there, there's some complication, uh, particularly during the past uh, seven days or so. Um, she was admitted to the hospital um, yesterday for the second time. And uh, she'll be staying in the hospital until uh, she gives uh, birth. So uh, do you pray uh, for a safe uh, delivery? Um, as a result, I'm uh, substituting for uh, Pastor Jason preaching today. Well, why don't we pray? Dear Lord, um, we thank you for the gift of life and how you have uh, placed um, a little baby in the womb of Teresa, Lord. And I, I pray for your protection uh, over her, um, that uh, the delivery will uh, go smoothly and in healthy matter. Uh, watch over Pastor Jason as well as Taya during this uh, time. Lord, um, uh, you know the right time, and we just commit uh, them to you. We pray for today's uh, message, that you use it uh, to honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, during my sabbatical, um, I, I was doing a lot of reading, and, and particularly in three different areas. And one of those areas was in the area of leadership. And, you know, as, as, as I was reading, I pondered about uh, what, what might be some critical qualities uh, for a leader. Uh, what does a true disciple look like? And, and what, what does the Lord look for in a devoted follower of His? Well, to, as uh, I, I was reading the one quality that kind of keep coming up over and over again uh, through my reading, through uh, my study of God's uh, Word. Uh, and there was also one, one quality that uh, stood out uh, that I should avoid uh, in doing. And, and actually, to, uh, that one quality uh, that I should emulate it's related to what uh, Elder Jonathan uh, preached on last week concerning about Christ being uh, a humble servant, where he humbled himself to wash the disciple's feet. Well, the, that character that stood out for me is this whole aspect of humility. We should really pursue uh, to be a humble servant also. And that one area that we are to avoid is that we should avoid being prideful. For you know, when we're prideful, we uh, no longer want to depend on, on the Lord. Or we don't think we need to depend on the Lord. I remember uh, when I first came here to many years ago, uh, one of the young men that I disciple, uh, I, I was really proud. Uh, he, he, he had uh, all the... Uh, qualities to be a leader. He was, he was a gifted young man. He had a passion for God. Um, he was a, a natural leader. He had really good communication skills, and uh, he knew the Bible fairly well. But you know, when, when he became a leader, he didn't do a very good job. You might say, well, how, how could that be if he had all these qualities? He should be an effective leader. Well, 
that that might be true, but uh, he was missing something uh, that we're going to talk about today. And it reminds me of the parable uh, that we just read in our scripture reading this morning. So if you have your Bibles, please turn to Luke chapter 18. We're going to take a look at verse 9. So Luke chapter 18, verse 9 says, To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everybody else, Jesus told this parable. Well, that young man that I discipled some years ago, well, he had a self-righteous attitude. He uh, tended to look down at other people, just as we see here in this parable. And, 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 and Jesus uh, wanted to address uh, this, this whole issue of being self-righteous, these individuals. Um, and, and, and Jesus was very disturbed about the self-righteous religious leaders because they tend to focus on themselves instead of focusing on the Lord. Their priority was on doing things to get acceptance rather than being the right person. You know, some of us uh, might be self-righteous and also strong doers. And to a certain degree, I, I kind of fit into that category. And we tend to base our acceptance of God through what we do. Well, through this parable, Jesus shows uh, what is not acceptable and what is acceptable when we do approach him. Let us take a look in verse 10. Here we see uh, the introduction of the two main characters here. In verse 10, it reads, Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a, a publican, or basically a tax collector. See, outwardly, these two men apparently had the same purpose as they went to the temple for the purpose to pray, to seek God. But if we look a little bit more carefully, their approach to seeking God and praying to God was very different. Uh, and we're going to take a look at, first of all, the Pharisees' prayer. Then we're going to take a little closer look at the publican prayer. See, the Pharisees, they were known to be the religious leaders. They were zealous for the Old Testament law as well as religious traditions. They were highly respected uh, by the community. The Pharisees taught scripture as well as the law to the people. But unfortunately, we find many became very proud of their righteousness. And as a result, uh, they tend to, to put themselves above the common people. You see, the word uh, Pharisees means the separated ones. And to a certain degree, we as saints, we are to be set apart or to be separated from the rest of the world. But if we're not careful with our attitude, um, we could get arrogant about, hey, look, look at how, how righteous I am or self-righteous <laughs> in comparison to, to other individuals. 
as we look uh, on in verses 11 and 12, we will see how the Pharisee prayed. And it reads, the Pharisee stood up and prayed about himself. God, I thank you that I am not like other men, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or like even like this tax collector over there, you know. You know, I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. We see here, we look at the prayer. We learned a lot uh, about uh, who they are. And, and I like to kind of look at two particular areas in the prayer. One is uh, how the, they view themselves as well as, secondly, how they view God. And so we look at those two things in the prayer of the Pharisee as well as the publican. First, uh, the view of themselves. Right off the bat, we see the, the Pharisee stood up. <laughs> he prayed about himself, you know. Um, although, uh, when, when we talk about prayer, uh, we, we ought to, to pray to God. But we see here clearly that the Pharisee was praying for himself. He was kind of bragging about all the things that he's been doing. It was nothing about God. In the prayer that he gave, matter of fact, you know, prayer is really you know submitting ourselves to God and and, and asking God uh, for various things. And we see here the, the Pharisees really, really not praying to God. Uh, wow, well, apparently it looks like he's praying to God, but he's really praying to himself. It says, and and then he was really boasting about his character, boasting about the, all that he has done, and, and, and he's really wanting other people to hear what uh, he has accomplished. He really didn't ask God for anything. Matter of fact, he compares himself being so much more righteous than the other individuals that were around them. The Pharisee could see the faults of others, but yet they're blind and seeing the sin of themselves. All they do is boast. They elevate themselves, put themselves higher than other that were around them. And we see here, uh, they're just a arrogant spirit among this Pharisee. The question before us is, do we compare ourselves with others? And do we elevate ourselves uh, above others because, you know, we are more active in, in serving the, in the church in many different capacities over other people? Or to, um, do we look down at others because, hey, you know, I know more about the Bible than others. I go to Sunday school all the time and maybe other people do not. Well, how do we view people that might be different from us? People that might hold a little different political position. Do we say, I, I'm glad I'm not like so-and-so? Matter of fact, do we criticize those that might speak with an accent because they come from another country? As we look at the content of the Pharisee's prayer, 
it appeared that he is talking to God, but in reality, he was talking to himself <laughs> and, and, and trying to make a big scene so that other people around him could hear all the things that he's boasting about. Although the Pharisees ought to be pointing people to God, instead we see here, really, they were trying to point people to themselves. And as we serve God, you know, are we pointing people to God or are we pointing people to ourselves? Um, in God's place, uh, some of us in influential positions, whether we might be a small group leader, a D group leader, a Sunday school teacher, we might be a parent, uh, we, we, we might be in position of some sort of authority. The question is, um, are we directing people to God? Or are we directing people to ourselves? Are we seeking the applause from God? Or are we seeking applause from man? Now, from the Pharisees' prayer, we see that he acknowledges two spiritual acts of worship, namely fasting and giving. See, according to the, to the law, to people were to only require to fast um, once a year. But yet we see the Pharisee boasting and say, hey, you know, I fast twice a week. Look at me. <laughs> Look how spiritual I am. And the other thing that he, he brings up is concerned about giving. He says, well, not only do I give a, a, a tenth of, of my income, but I, I give tenth of, of my possession. Again, um, he measures his spirituality by his outward um, performance. But yet, you know, when we look at one's outward behavior, it does not necessarily reflect what is going on inside the individual, the inner being. Well, some of us might feel self-righteous because we have accomplished much for the Lord. Maybe we're very actively uh, doing many activities, serving for the Lord on Sunday. Maybe some of us are attending not only on Sunday, but we come to prayer meeting on Wednesday, and, and we go to small group, and we serve in other capacities. And we say, look at me. Look at how spiritual I am. Are we focusing on what we have done? If our attitude is not right, it can turn into a mechanical ritual. And before we know it, uh, we fall into a performance trap, deceiving ourselves that God would accept us. The more that we do, the more he will be pleased. That's not true. Before we know again, we become slaves to legalism. We just need to be careful not to compare one another's in what we have done. May we not judge others based upon what 
they have done, but instead of what they are. The question really before us is uh, where do we find our identity? For the Pharisees, he uh, finds his identity in what he does. He bases his acceptance of God on his own works. You know, when uh, our view, when when our view of ourselves is full of pride, it usually affects our view of God, which will definitely affect our daily behavior. See, the higher the view we have about ourselves, really, the lower the view we have for God. See, we. We, we wouldn't think that we, we need him because we, we, we could take care of it ourselves. But yet, the higher view we have God, that will automatically cause us to have a lower view of ourselves. It's not enough for us to claim that we believe God because if we truly believe God, we would live out what we really believe with the proper attitude we see here the pharisee that they were more concerned about what what he is doing and what he has done instead of who he really is it's critical that we have a proper understanding of who we are and who god is so we, we have taken a look at the pharisee's prayer now I'd like to contrast um, his prayer with the publican prayer or the tax collector prayer. We see that the Pharisee prayer was a prideful prayer. On the other hand, we see the publican prayer was a humble prayer. So let's, let's, let's take a little closer look here. First of all, a tax collector are some of the most despised people during Jesus' time. See, many of them were very dishonest. They overcharged taxes on the people and, and took the profit and, and pocketed it on, uh, for themselves. See, the, the Pharisees and the tax collectors are almost on ex opposite extreme of the spiritual uh, status chart, so-called. See, people respected the Pharisees, and yet at the same time, they hated the tax collector. Well, let's take a little closer look at the tax collector's prayer. What was his view of himself? And, and what was his view of who God is? Now, let's take a look in verse 13. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He could not even look up to heaven but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Just in general, we see that this tax collector felt that he was a horrible sinner. And it's evident uh, by his nonverbal communication as well as his verbal communication. It says that he stood at a distance in reference uh, to the holy place in the temple. 
The tax collector um, got as far away as possible because he, he really sins an unworthiness and sinfulness before God. And we see another thing that, that he, he did not even look up to heaven. He, he was so shameful of who he is that he, he did not feel um, he, 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 he deserved to be in the presence of a holy and righteous God. And we also see that he beat his breast. That's a sign of sorrow, conveying that he, he admitted that he's, he's pretty messed up. He's a wretched, wicked man. And that he need the Lord. The tax collector basically was saying, says, I come not because of who I am, but because of what God has done. And I come not because of what I have done, but because of who you are, God. We see a broken man, a man that has a re is remorse about his sin, has a repentant heart. There was a, a leader that uh, came into my office uh, with his head uh, hanging low as he shared with me that uh, he was addicted to pornography. He felt that uh, he was unworthy uh, to uh, continue serving God. He not only was aware that he has sinned, but that sin really uh, hindered uh, his relationship with God. And he decided to not only to repent, but uh, he wanted to do something about it. So he um, signed up for an app uh, called Covenant Eyes. And, and what, it, what it does is it, it records all the internet site that uh, he was going to be on. And then some red flags would come up uh, on, on, on sites that were inappropriate. And, 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 and what this uh, app does is who was sent the report to uh, anyone that he desired to hold him accountable. And he approached me and he says, you know, Pastor Fred, would, would you hold me accountable uh, that, that I would stay pure? And we find um, that this uh, leader uh, repented and want to change his behavior. We've seen to hear the tax uh, collector's view of himself. You know, he, he really humbled himself. He recognized his sinfulness and how undeserved he uh, is to stand before God. So now let's take a look at his view of God. Again, as we take a look at his uh, prayer, it's a very simple prayer. It says, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. He has a proper view of God. He knew that he knew that he can only come before God to receive forgiveness. And he pleaded his case before the almighty, holy, and just God. He acknowledged that sin separates him from God and that the tax collector needed mercy from God. 
there is nothing that we can do to gain God's acceptance. We're confident knowing that when we humble ourselves before God, acknowledging our sin that he is just and faithful to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. See, God loves us so very much that he has taken an initiative to reach out to save us. And for those that have never placed their trust in Christ, I invite you to trust Christ today. We witnessed uh, two men uh, that uh, went into the temple to pray, uh, seeking God. But we see that their approach to God are very different. Now, as we look at the latter part of uh, this parable, we see the, these two men exiting the temple and see what happens here as we look in verse 14. It says, I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For everyone who exalts himself will be humble. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. Jesus um, justified the tax collector because he recognized his sinful condition. And when the publican is received by God and that he was exalted by God, because of his humble spirit. It says this word justify means to declare righteous. Another word, uh, God's declare him righteous because he has cried out for mercy and he turned from his own sin to God. And when he did that, God accepted him and approved him because God looks in our hearts and not just what we just do. Um, we are saved when we place our faith in our Lord, uh, not because of our works, but because of his grace and our faith in him. The Lord uh, acknowledged the tax collector's humility, which led to his repentance. Jesus has said, he who humbles himself will be exalted, and he who exalts himself, will be humble. If we want God's favor, we must humble ourselves before the Lord. Now, are there sins that are hindering our relationship with God? May we just not sweep it uh, under the carpet and may we instead uh, confess it before the Lord because God really hates sin. And we stand guilty before a righteous God. See, the wages of sin is death. But Jesus bore the penalty of sin on the cross. And as we humble ourselves and receive the gift of salvation by faith, then we are saved. Now, while the publican is received by God and exalted high by God, we see, on the other hand, the Pharisee is rejected and excluded 
by God. Most of the time, to, when we serve God, we, we get in the way of God and doing great things through us because of our prideful attitude. Pride causes us to depend on ourselves rather than depending upon God. And we see that it's so easy uh, for us uh, to not to depend on God. May we humble ourselves before God. May we take sin seriously. The Pharisees has a wrong view of himself as well as a wrong view of God. He has deceived himself thinking that he can find acceptance from God through self-righteousness and through his deeds. Yet on the other hand, we find the tax collector, we had a right view of who he is, his view of himself as well as his view of God. He humbled himself. He acknowledged that he himself is a sinner. He needed God. He pleaded for mercy from the Lord. He understand that God is a holy God, but yet he's a gracious God that would forgive him. God reminded me uh, through my reading and particularly through God's scripture and this particular passage that we need to humble ourselves. That is one of the key quality of a true follower of Christ. One who humbles himself sees how small he is and how big God is. And with this lowly attitude, God says the humble followers will be exalted. But yet the self-righteous follower will be humble. And I'll just conclude by saying that um, may we come not because of who we are, but because of what God has done. And we come not because of what we have done, but who God is. Let's bow for prayer. Lord, um, we confess that uh, we have fallen short a lot of time elevating ourselves and allowing our pride to take over. And when we do that, we, we, we don't need you. We, we put you aside. And, and we really need to learn to humble ourselves and realize that how small we are and, and how big you are and how much of a sinner we are and that we need to humble and plead for your forgiveness. We know that when we do, that you are faithful to forgive us. Lord, um, teach us to be a humble servant so that we can do great things for you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.